the show, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Holly Roberts with us for hour one. Hi. Hi. Uh, you know, Holly, you just did a dirt alert and we're talking about uh, Steve brought up Nicole Kidman's uh, clappy hands. Grinch hands. Grinch hands because she didn't want to ruin her baubles that year at the Oscars, I believe it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys see the story about the woman who lost a four carat diamond from her ring? I think it was someone from Entertainment Tonight. Oh, oh, just just at the Globes, red carpet. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. No, because there was something else. There was someone who had lost a, uh, a diamond recently, and then the hotel staff went through and vacuumed stuff up and they ended up finding it. So, okay, not that. No, this was someone who put out a post and said to all celebrities, uh, reporter, uh, let's see, hold on, here she is. It was four carat diamond. She lost it on the red carpet. She held up her hand with the the ring with the missing diamond. Uh, Kelty Knight, do you guys Mm. know who that is? She's a correspondent. No, but we're happy for her success. So apparently she was reporting and then she realized the diamond had disappeared. And so she quickly issued a call to action on Instagram and she just said Golden Globe emergency. And I don't know if that was found or not. I haven't done a real follow up, but you guys just reminded me of that story. Oh, I would puke if I lost a diamond like that. 17 hours ago, it was still missing, according to people. Wow. Yeah, that's hopefully it's insured. She said, I'm very sad, but also grounded that stuff is just stuff. But if you find my diamond, please return it. Oh, she owns it. Yes. Okay, because to say stuff is just stuff, you can only say that if it's your stuff. As opposed to the local jeweler giving it to you. Correct. To borrow. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Did you ever, ever, when you did uh, any of your, like, you went down to the CMAs, a bunch of stuff like that, did they ever outfit you with jewelry that wasn't yours, things like that? No. No, never. There were so many people, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are radio stations from all over the country, big markets, medium, tiny markets. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of people. In like what I called the ER and then bringing in celebs and they're just like, okay, we've got Faith Hill for you in two minutes, two minutes. And then they're right. wrapping up the person that you're talking to and you're like, we just got her 30 seconds ago. Why uh, are you wrapping us? They, that is a, uh, at a red carpet, the publicist, it's an involuntary movement that they're making. They're no longer in control of their body. So they're like, hi, let me deliver you the star that you've been waiting for. And this sound or this video interview will do great things for your small movie show or your local radio show. Right. Immediately, they are given the home run signal, whipping their finger around, wrap it up, wrap it up. And you're like, I just said, hey, you look great. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And they're like, wrap it up. Okay, bye. Yeah, crazy. I got special jewelry at a couple of red carpets. um, And I I remember, you know, for me, it was it was always just like a watch. But it was nice whenever somebody opens up a box and you have to give it back. But then you would just wear the watch and, and you'd feel really fancy for a brief moment and then by the end of the night you're there in your sweats farting in your hotel room the great oh. equalizer great thanks for the glimpse into your uh mm, glamour personal life and Absolutely. career yeah. okay appreciate that yeah anyway uh big story the door the door plug from that alaskan airlines uh plane has been found remember the door plug had come out mid-flight or at least 
very early into the flight. Leaving a big gaping hole in the rear side of the airplane where people are like, uh, we can see outside. Things are a child's shirt gets sucked off. Oh my gosh, this is my nightmare. I have a story about something that something else they found. But first, where did they find this door? So they found the door plug, which is the size of like a refrigerator. It's a panel that ripped off. It was found and discovered in the backyard of a Portland area teacher. Uh, His yard. The guy's name is Bob. He found the piece of the plane. He called authorities. The um, National Transportation Safety Board says they're going to collect the doors. They're going to analyze it to learn more about what went wrong. And then on top of that, two other things were found. An iPhone that had been sucked out of the plane because passengers were saying, hey, I can't find my iPhone, my my AirPods, stuff like that. At least one of those iPhones. There were two, right? Was found 16,000 feet below where it had gone missing on the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Apple's commercial. They don't even have to send this out to an ad agency. It was still intact, and it was still functioning, still a working iPhone. Now, I know what you were thinking. Well, wait a minute. Just last week, I was on my way out to my car from Target, and it just fell out of the cart, and the screen shattered, and I can't use it. Well, you're an unlucky son of a gun, because this person's flew 16,000 feet to the ground and still works. That's insane. Phone drop. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So this person had posted on Twitter, uh, found an iPhone on the side of the road, still in airplane mode. I love it. With half a battery. And open to a baggage claim for Alaska Airlines, survived a 16,000-foot drop perfectly intact. When uh, this person called it in, the person said it was the second phone to be found. And at that time, there was no door yet. Wow, this is a crazy story. And again, how it makes it easier to talk about when you know that no one died. Well, even like the door panel falling out, can you imagine you're just doop de doop in your yard? The lawn. Yes, or whatever. And then all of a sudden this thing comes, you know, flying out of the sky. I I cannot. That is insane. Anyway. You know it'd be fun. What's to that? To talk Steve? to the people in the world. This can't be done. But if you could talk to the people, I don't want any fatalities involved in any of this stuff, okay? Because that just feels too sad, and I don't like that stuff. But if you could talk to people who have had, who's had the most surreal moment? Mm. If you could have a TV show that was just the most surreal moments that one could imagine, like an airplane door falling in one's backyard, but that would kick off a whole bunch of other things, I would just love to hear some of the crazy things that people have encountered. Yeah, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what? That really happened? Everybody's right. fine. But you, holy crap, that happened. You know, it's interesting. Um, oh, it had to have been like 10, 15 years ago now. Um, my brother lives right near Teterboro Airport in New Jersey, which is, you know, kind of like our Flying Cloud Airport. Yes. You know, a lot of people fly out of there in their private planes and everything. Um one, two, three, three or four houses to the left of him. A plane crashed in their yard, in their backyard. A small plane. Um, I think the person was deceased, but wow. Yeah. Like to, to be driving, just imagine three doors down from your house, Steve. You do to do, and you're like, wow, does that look like an airplane wing? Okay. You know? 
So um, I was well, I was at a restaurant when I was probably like 15 years old, and we were at this window seat and looking across the street, and there were homes there, and it was sort of you know a busy busy street, but there was a wooded fence there, and out of nowhere we see a car just veer off to the right and plow right through this person's fence. So that was wild to see from our perspective, but and everybody was okay, but we thought, what's that like if you're in the backyard? I don't know, just like sipping a cocktail. And then you're like, I know, what a fun Saturday. We're, oh my gosh, right. a car is now there. How about these cars that enter people's homes? What was that noise? Go downstairs. There is a pickup truck in our living room, honey. Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Can't imagine. I don't know why you don't believe in any of this stuff. Donna. I believe in all of it, Steve. I believe in you, most importantly. Here's what I think we're going to do. Okay. Um, we have a nice jam-packed show. People are loving it. They're clapping. People are excited. When we come back... Um, we've got some Golden Globes talk coming up at 9.30, in addition to some Jimmy Kimmel talk coming up at 9.30. Donna, I'm changing on the fly. What's oh, I see. Right I'm like, I what happened it? to all the things that were just there? Just, it, I just put it right below. 9.30, we're going to talk about all those all things. Right. It's going to be great. We have a lot of time. Fun fact for those listeners, 9.30 is our longest segment of the show. There you go. That's just for you guys to know. Thank you. Uh, but when we come back... CES is going on right now. The computer enter uh, the com- uh, I got it. The Consumer Electronics Show, not the Computer Entertainment Show, but a, a few new things that we're hearing that the technology nerds are creating that soon could be in a home like yours and mine. So we'll give you a few of those highlights, and then a maybe the biggest name athlete on the planet mm-hmm. just ended a partnership with a company that he's been with for twenty seven years. Can you <gasps> figure that out? We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve. On my talk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Apparently, there's a uh, big convention going on right now. It's the convention that, of all conventions, I would want to go to. I would choose really? to go to the Consumer Electronics Show over Bonnaroo. If that's a thing, still. That's a thing. That's a thing. Burning Man. Oh, sure, sure. Lilith Fair. Oh, sure, like sure. 90s. Lollapalooza. Oh, I love it. Et cetera. Windstock. Oh, love it. <laughs> I love that. used to go there, I bet. We'd find Every you muddy year. in a tent with a headset on saying, good morning, everybody. I've broadcast from a porta potty at Windstock. The good old days of morning radio. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the Con- Consumer Electronics Show is, it happens in Vegas every year, 
and it starts officially today. It's going to run through Friday. The media did get a little uh, preview, though, of some of the new gadgets a little bit earlier this week. We'll be hearing more about these. So if you feel like, why am I getting all of this technology stuff this week? It's because of the Consumer Electronics Show. So they have a few things that uh, they found out and they wanted to share with us to get us excited about it so that we would be snooping later this week for more coverage, including a voice-activated bidet. Oh, that's cool. That's fun, right? Yeah, that's, sure. That works with Alexa. Alexa, I mean, clean me. I was going to say, what do you think the commands are? Make it clean down there. <laughs> oh my Alexa, God. spring cleaning mode. <laughs> Start going up like on a geyser. Uh, totally, like a cartoon. Uh, okay, here's something. LG is introducing a see-through television. It's called an OLED-T or an OLED-T. The T stands for transparent. So when it's off, you can see right through it. Oh, that's cool. And they claim that getting rid of that big black rectangle will make your room feel bigger or make your wall look nicer. And you might be thinking, but wait, my first, what's your thought, Donna? My first thought is, great, now you're going to see all the wires and the dust behind the TV. The dust never came to mind for me, but the wires certainly did. It's a wireless television. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, So that's kind of a cool thing. Now, if you chose to... Buy the, is this is a seventy-seven inch television, by the way. Of course, it is. Um, if you chose to buy it, I, I don't know the price. It would, I don't know if they've released that yet, but it would likely cost you an arm and a leg. But maybe eventually, the cool thing that I look for at these is: will we see something with technology that starts a trend, that then actually becomes something that the average man or woman can purchase for their own home, not right. just sure. some loaded Silicon Valley guy who wants to have all the latest and greatest, right? So that's thing one. Okay. How about this? There's a brand called Sevi, and they have a new oven that they claim is as fast as a microwave. Not as fast as an air fryer. A microwave. They claim it does not give chicken or other meat kind of that rubbery microwave texture that you can get. Yeah. You can also bake in it, and supposedly you can make a cake in this new oven in under four minutes. Stop it. How long does it normally take to bake a cake? I'm asking for real. Uh, 40 minutes, 35, 30. Really? I what guess. do you normally bake a cake at, 350? I don't know. What do I look like, Betty Crocker? I have I, no idea. I don't know. I thought maybe you've baked a cake in your life. I have, but not recently. I, I, let's go 40 minutes. 40 minutes at 350. Are you making that up or are you looking it up? I'm, I'm making it up. I was going to look it up and then I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you want to keep it kind of low, lower temp. When people say bake, if they don't say anything else, do they? I think they always mean 350. I think 350 is the baseline baking temperature. I'm making that up. Okay. But I think if somebody says, yeah, and then bake it for 30 minutes, it's if, unless they tell you another temperature, it is implied 350. Okay. When I, I do like so. make meat... It's always like 425, 450. 350 seems very low to me. When I make meat, it really made you sound like you don't make meat much. <laughs> when I bake chicken, for example, I might put that up to 400, 425. 
Yeah. Listen, I didn't know there was going to be math. No, today. no, 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 right. no, no. Uh, here's something for all you cat owners out there. This also debuting at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas this week. Two brothers from Switzerland came up with a new cat door. This cat door is called Flappy, and it prevents cats from entering with this. Any guesses? It's a very specific cat owner problem that you would think, boy, if I could make this cat door know if they were about to bring this in, I would. Uh, Like a rodent? You're exactly right. Oh, stop. Flappy is a new cat door that prevents cats from bringing dead mice inside. Well, it's just an offering because they love you. Yeah, they're like, is that yeah, what they're doing? Yeah, is, I got this for you. Uh huh. Here, well, here's a gopher. The two normally uh, neutral brothers from Switzerland are taking aim at these rodents because this is outfitted with AI that can detect a dead animal in your cat's mouth and not let them in until they drop it. I have a question. Absolutely, Donna. Uh, I love that idea. That's great. My question is, what's to say that a possum isn't going to walk through that door or, you know, sure, some other small animal, a squirrel? Oh, yeah, so you asked this about baked chicken, right? Dog. That's right. <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's making meat tonight. Um, you know, so this is this is a question you have about doggy doors in general. Correct. I think by the conditioning uh, now, I wouldn't put this past raccoons, but I feel like a lot of animals just don't want to get near homes right like they they have a they seem to have a fear i don't know tell that to the raccoons that were living on my roof at one point oh, wow. raccoons are different the, looking through the sun window on the ceiling and they would just <laughs> oh wow oh with their cute little hands yeah, yeah looking wow. down what, what do you guys watch yeah raccoons are different they they will have happily they're looking for food they're scrappers you know what i mean yeah and they'll they'll come in I guess I did find a possum right on my parents' back porch, though, like right next to the door. I don't know, Donna. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is time that we federally mandate against these dog doors and cat doors. I think maybe they should have a collar that activates the door. Let's get on that, consumer Ooh. electronics people. Yeah, make it like a layer. Your house yeah, is Yeah, like just... a fob on their collar. Yeah. So oh. that door is not opening for anyone but your pet. Huh. Great ideas. Not a bad one, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Also, Tiger Woods ended his 27-year partnership with Nike. What happened? He's been with them for a long time. He's made uh, upwards of $500 million with them. Uh, He's just moving on. They're sort of shutting down their golf stuff. And Tiger, many people thinking he might start his own brand. Oh, yeah, sure. All All right. right, thanks. Golden Globes and Jimmy Kimmel News, next. Tonight, it's Donna with a message about uh, winter from my buddy Mike Bryant, an attorney over at Bradshaw and Bryant. He says, you know, property owners are legally responsible to maintain a safe environment for visitors. So right now it's a little slippery out there, right? You don't want your visitors to slip and fall on any ice or even just anybody, a delivery guy, whomever, kid next door. You need to take precautions. Uh, You could post a caution sign that says, hey, it's icy here or simply D. Ice the area, of course, because failing to do either of those things and then somebody gets injured, well, your lack of safety precaution can be considered negligence. And if you are the one who slips and falls and suffers an injury on someone else's property, you should report that to your insurance company because you've really only got a certain window of time to file a claim or else you lose your right to collect any damages 
for your injury, then you should contact an experienced attorney right away, like Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. You will find him at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. Where should we start, Steve? Should we start with Kimmel? Yeah, let's start with Kimmel. Let's start with Kimmel, and then we'll get to uh, Joe Coy, who hosted the Golden Globes, being a little hurt over some of the criticism. We'll get to that momentarily. But uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers kind of have a beef going. Not kind of. They actually do. beef. So Aaron Rodgers had made a comment about if a list comes out about, and it has, I believe, about um, Jeffrey Epstein, you know, his list of, I don't know, people who may have... Yeah, people hanging out at his creepy island and yeah, doing bad things. Doing bad things. Uh, had said that, you know, he was going to toast, you know, uh, make a toast or have a drink when Jimmy Kimmel's name shows up on this list. Well, Jimmy Kimmel did not uh, take kindly to that joke. He thought it was very offensive. So he really hadn't said anything outside of Twitter, right? He kind of said, you know, hey, a-hole, blah, blah, blah. You know, you put my family in danger by making comments like this, yada, yada. Funny thing about a-hole, he spelled it with two A's, <laughs> A-A-Ron, so that's an Aaron thing, so that's fine. <laughs> that's funny. But, but he hadn't said anything on camera yet because his show was still dark last week. It was on hiatus last week. Well, that changed as of uh, last night, I believe. He ripped into him. Uh, here's some of the stuff that he initially said. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and that G made him a genius. It's, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? <laughs> That's kind of funny. That part. Oh, I love it. Anyway, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Then he said uh, this about uh, Aaron Rodgers' accusations about the Jeffrey Epstein comment. If you are a member of a group that think it's okay to randomly call someone a child molester because you don't like what that person has to say, maybe you should rethink being a part of that group. Yeah. And, 
Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers, who has done the impossible. He made the New York Jets look even worse. I mean, what do you do? Well, I'm, I mean, Kimmel is clear. <laughs> what, what a take there, Donna. I, Thank you. I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I don't, I don't know any. I don't know a lot about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know that much about Jimmy Kimmel. You know? Sure. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel clearly, you know, in a defensive state there, and he's got his floor, and so he can fire back. And uh, it's been interesting to watch. I only watched really the day after the, the news popped last week when Aaron Rodgers said that. But then people started pulling up all of this stuff creepy about stuff from Kimmel in his past. And like, you know, why was the man show even a thing? And look how misogynistic and, you know, degrading toward women these certain scenes oh, were. Yeah. You know, there were stuff that was out there. Um, and so, you know, him coming back and redirecting the focus to Aaron Rodgers and what he said um, is fine. And now, and, and I get it. I, I understand because one of the other criticisms that people mentioned was, look, Kimmel gets to make fun of whoever he wants to make fun of with nobody rebutting every night. He gets to team up with his writers and sit and write for hours and take aim at anyone who, and the easiest people to mm -hmm. take aim at in a late night monologue are people who you have a different ideology from. That's Correct. generally who you Absolutely. take aim at. And so they were trying to draw those comparisons and like, all right, so he gets fired back at us. He's getting a little bit sensitive. But Kimmel states his case, which was like, look, I'm not sensitive to any kind of joke about me. But if you're joking that I am a pedophile right, um, and, and saying it with some level of confidence and there are millions of people who watch the Pat McAfee show every day, especially when Aaron Rodgers is on every Tuesday, you could see why he would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, hang on a minute. So I understand that. And now it will be curious to see what Aaron Rodgers has to say. He is scheduled to make his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show oh, he today. Is. Oh, this, he is. Okay. okay. And this comes after <clears throat> ESPN. Uh, there were reports that ESPN was mom on whether or not they were going to ask for Aaron Rodgers to be removed from the Pat McAfee show. The host, Pat McAfee, who, if you're unfamiliar, is sort of all of a sudden within the last year, the most popular face on ESPN. He was a former uh, Indianapolis Colts punter. He punted on the team with Peyton Manning, uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, by the way. And he is like, he works for the WWE now. He has a wildly popular show, the Pat McAfee show, as right. I mentioned. Um, so anyway, he came out and said the next day, look, we're sorry that we got caught up in the middle of this. We don't want any negative attention sure. toward the show in any right. way. So, Understandably. But he also is a f friend of Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, he even was public about after Aaron Rodgers committed to coming on for so long without Aaron asking, he just sent him a $400,000 check and said, Hey, thanks for all your appearances on the show. It's, it's helped us. And we want to just say thank you. And here's a way that we can say thank you because everybody mm. over here is making tons of money. Um, but now he will have to, it'll, I'll be, I'll be curious to see how Pat McAfee handles the Aaron Rodgers conversation today because much of it will at some point go toward Kimmel and all of this. So I'll be curious how Pat does that. Does he push Aaron Rodgers? Does he try to pin him down with some hard questions of like, look, you're my buddy, but I need to ask some fair and, and pointed questions here. And I'll be curious to see more than that, what Aaron Rodgers has to say. And Aaron Rodgers is very much a love him or loathe him kind of guy. Not too many people feel indifferent, especially for our the majority of our listening audience. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings fans. 
you probably hate the guy, right? right. Just because of the sports dumb of all of that. But since then, I've heard other people much smarter than me in the world of sports conversation talk about Aaron Rodgers' personality and how polarizing it is because he does have a a way about him where it feels like the chest is always out, the chin is always high, mm. and it can be tough to see humility. Sure. And sure. so I get it. So I get how that can be like, come on, dude, like pump the brakes a bit. Wasn't he part of one of those documentaries on, was it an ESPN thing? I feel like I saw him and I was like, oh, he seems like a good team player to me. Yes, yeah. So he was on Hard Knocks okay. this year. That's the HBO special that they do twice a year, Wondering Training Camp, one in the middle of the year. And the Wondering Training Camp, the Jets were chosen after Aaron Rodgers from all those years with Green Bay had gone over to the New York Jets. And it was a great team to follow during preseason because of all of the hoopla leading up to right. will Aaron okay. Rodgers save the lowly Jets? Lo and behold, four plays into the regular season, he tears his Achilles and doesn't play right. uh, anymore. Um, so he's he's coming back next year. But and, and you know, and he I thought was likable as a teammate in that and seemed cool and all that. But some people, you know, some people beef with him because he has a different opinion than you do right. about vaccinations. And so some people, well, and also people think there. he lied about being vaccinated. Yes, he said he was immunized. He would tell you he didn't lie. He would say that he did not say he was vaccinated, that he said he was immunized. That's what Aaron Rodgers would say. So there again, I don't think that he has issued an apology on that. Um, but he has a different take. And God knows that if you talk with somebody who has a different opinion about vaccinations, oh, nowadays, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just, they are your mortal enemy, you know, even, even despite what, um, and I think maybe Kimmel's pushback there is that Aaron Rodgers has access to a big microphone there. And mm-hmm. so, um, he wonders how that influence might be used. Well, if he does respond today, which he has to, He's I mean, to. it, it, yeah, it yeah, would yeah. be a complete disappointment to everybody if he didn't say anything. But, you know, if he's friends with Pat McAfee, he's going to know what he's getting into before he even shows up on set. He's going to sure know he's what questions. He's going to know, hey, I got to ask you about this. They're not just going to randomly, you know, throw these questions at him without him knowing. Yes, I, I, um, so he'll have time to prepare something. Yes. Rather than being on the spot for a long time. I think even since last Wednesday, when Pat McAfee had to come on and apologize, um, on behalf of the dust up that started on his show between Aaron Rodgers and Kimmel, or really it was the next leg because Pat McAfee said last week, he thinks that Aaron Rodgers was just sort of crap talking because Kimmel has taken aim at Aaron Rodgers before for his vaccination position. Right. And so, you know, Pat McAfee was leaving room last week for, look, maybe he's just talking some crap, and now he's choosing a really volatile topic of the Jeffrey Epstein list. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's going to say something, That's going from zero to, like, 150. Going from, like, oh, he's poking fun at me to, like, yes, I'm going to call him a pedophile. That's what I'll do. Right. You know, but uh, it, on the other hand, Jimmy Kimmel, that's a really dangerous place to, that's a dangerous take to present such strong opinions about something that's so personal to someone. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, he is pro-vaccination, right? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Sure. For him to, like, just alienate possibly 50% of his audience is a very uh, 
courageous thing to do because you could be hurting yourself quite a quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. Like ability, ratings, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the interesting thing in the world of late night though, because usually um there are other areas where you can feel like they are leaning one way, especially yes. as it's topical and it's political. Yeah. Um you know, so I bet that's a risk that they're pretty comfortable taking just from precedent of different presidents in office and and you as a viewer can determine if you feel like they go harder at one party than another right then you can make that determination but all the time anytime that they do any of those political jokes they're um they're doing a little bit of that that's why it always feels a little better to me when they're making fun of the system the brokenness of the system some people don't like it if they aim as directly at one side or they want to want it to feel even with both sides but I don't well, know if that's going to happen with anything anywhere. Well, you know what? You're not going to hear any kind of political take on this station. Yeah, that's At right. least not we're, on this show. We're afraid of losing listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of our we biggest... After, after the shows, Don and I get together and, yeah, we say, do we think we lost them? That is correct. Are they gone? And usually I go, uh, hmm, probably. Eh, for different <laughs> probably. reasons. Yeah, but your mom still listens, Steve. That's right. She'll tell me. That's right, Steve um, and, now, and Mary Sue. And Mary Sue, that's right. And uh, Aunt Lynn as well in Ohio, oh, West Virginia. Hey, I mean, Uncle I got the Gar. Rust Belt covered. Leave Uncle Gar out of All this All right, daughter. sorry, I blew up. We need to make a decision here. Let's make it on air. Okay. We didn't get to Joe Coy stuff. We didn't get to a great story about Paul Giamatti. Let's do um, it when we come back. You want to do it when we come back? I do. All right, fine. All we'll right. do that when those two. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys, welcome back. You are listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. If you see something, you should say something, right? We saw a couple of things. Let's do it, right? Yeah. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Let's start with uh, Paul Giamatti. This is cute. Paul Giamatti won a Golden Globe uh, just a couple of nights ago. Congratulations. For the holdovers, I believe, right? Yes, yes, he's in the holdovers. He plays a teacher. Gave a nice shout out to teachers. Apparently, there's a lot of teachers in his family, his real life family. Wow, mine too. And I was shouting them out and saying we need to love them and respect them for the great work that they're doing. Shout out to our teachers. Um, So he won the Golden Globe. Where does he go? Nobu, huh? Nice place to get sushi, some music on, deals can be made. Uh, Paul Giamatti went to In-N-Out, In-N-Out Burger in Westwood, um, in the Westwood neighborhood out in Los Angeles. There's a photograph of Paul Giamatti, and it says Paul Giamatti keeping it real post uh, his uh, Golden Globes win last night. Let me explain. If you're thinking, yeah, this is almost an approachable story, but he's a celebrity and he rented out the whole place uh, yeah. and had a party, sort great. of an ironic party, uh, that does not appear to be the case. <laughs> Paul Giamatti looks like he is at a crowded in and out, as is typically the case. <laughs> and he's Looking there at the in his picture, tuxedo. They're great, and he's like at a counter. It's just like with a paper s- cups and it's very sideways of him. Yes, I love it. It's Good sloppy. One, it's there's napkins crumpled up. This is his Golden Globe is on the table. Where you know he's like can't leave it in the car. 
hilarious. I heard this is a really hot spot for a lot of people after the Golden Globes. Like this a is lot for the people, of people. But yes. I don't know if they go in. He I went yeah, in this, and sat down. This is down. more like you send your assistant, say, come back with a double-double or something like that. Right. But it's probably after everybody, you know. I'm sorry to say it, but starves himself the whole day, avoiding any sort of bloat, making sure that they can all get stitched into their sure. tuxedos and dresses Absolutely. and all of that. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be gassy on the red carpet. Oh, oh what God, a that nightmare that would be. As a man who spends 70% of his life feeling uncomfortable and gassy, I, when I'm dressed up, I'd really prefer to not feel that way. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Anyway, that's adorable. Isn't that great? I like him. Stars, they're just like us. I really like Paul Giamatti. I do, too. And I thought he was really cute. His speech was, you know, he just seems like he's good energy. When I interviewed him. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Um, he um, it was at Sundance Film Festival, Donna. Of course in, it was. Uh, Park City, Utah. He was there next to, help me now, uh, Cannavale, Bobby Cannavale. Oh, I love him. Yeah, the two of them were uh, were together. And... It was, they just were so warm, and Paul Giamatti in particular feels like the guy who would go to In-N-Out. He just was so laid back and down to earth, and I love, he's the kind of actor where any words that he says I'm interested in hearing. He is that way. Denzel Washington is that way. I uh, just like say stuff. You'll make it sound nice. compelling. Hmm. Meryl Streep is that way. Is she? To me. Oh. Oh. You're not a Meryl Streep fan. I like Meryl Streep. What do you why would you say such a thing? You're Who not. isn't? I am. I sent you that. I like her kids too. I think her daughters are very talented actresses. What? What? I just sensed in your reaction right there, I just picked up on a little something. Is she? One time I said, would it kill her to slap on some lipstick on the red carpet? That's all I said. One time. And I showed you the monologue that she did during Only Murders in the Building Season 3. It was great. That's not what you said that day. What did I say? You met it with like a, okay, yeah, okay. You know, I don't know if you hear how high your voice gets whenever (laughs) you lie on air. Whatever. It gets higher, though. I love Meryl Streep. I do. Tell it to the judge. I just think she could, you know, use maybe a new hairstylist or something. Donna. What? It's 20- I'm just saying what people are thinking. Like, zhuzh it up a little. That's all. You know, it'd be great. Donna and Meryl. A video, a social media video. No. Donna meets Meryl, and then you do her makeup for her. No. And then you girls go out on the town. No, thank you. Or you just do basic things, because you're the woman who puts lipstick on when you go to get the garbage cans, which I would imagine at least 75% of our viewers think you're nuts for that. Probably. Um, This would be a really fun video. Holly, do we have Meryl Streep's contact information? Yeah, I'll work on that. Okay. Okay. Do we have an IMDb Pro account? You know, I'll also work on that. Okay. <laughs> Holly, don't work too hard. Please. I'm not. <laughs> all right, thank you. But she knows that all she has to say to me is I'm working on it, and Stevie Boy gets excited and then easily distracted. I know. Never Remember the time that Dawn worked on something for us, and she actually booked a guest? Petrie he, Hawkins Bird. And then he blew us off. This was the former television bailiff for Judge Judy. Oh. We <laughs> teased this appearance non-ironically throughout the whole show. For two hours. And then 
he blew us off. Yeah. It was it oh. could not have ended any better. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> awesome. Just perfect. It was great. Anyway, Golden Globes ratings, very good. Uh, they posted a big ratings improvement with their move to CBS. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the lead-in from the NFL. Sure, right? yep. So yeah, there's a 50% improvement from the 6.25 million who tuned in for last year's show on NBC. Uh, the Those awards were the second smallest audience of their 28 years on NBC. This one, they had 9.4 million viewers. That does not count... I'm sorry, Paramount, uh, Paramount, um, they did not make those, you know, numbers available. Sure. But for sure, having the NFL as a leading is, has got to have a lot to do with it. That Um, is always, you, there, there is no better lead in than an NFL game. Yeah. On television. Yeah. And CBS says the, um, they drew the second largest streaming audience for an award show on the platform behind the, 2023 Grammy Awards. But anyway, that's cool. People are watching. Yes. And Joe Coy, who hosted the Golden Globe Awards, has heard the critical responses to his monologue, and here's what he has to say. Um, Basically, he said, I had fun. It was a moment I'll always remember. But it was a tough room. It's a hard job. I'm not going to lie. Getting that gig and then having the amount of time that we had to prepare, that was a crash course. He, as you know, he quickly became defensive, you know, kind of with some of his jokes falling flat. He said, I got the gig 10 days ago. You guys want a perfect monologue? He said, and then he went and kind of blamed some of the other writers for the jokes that weren't laughed at. Yeah. So TV critics were pretty much on the same page in their critique of Joe Coy, they said, um, for example, uh, TV, the chief TV critic over at The Hollywood Reporter, David Feinberg, said, um, leaving aside that there were very few things in the monologue that anybody in the room was laughing at, um, once a host reaches the placing blame level of the uh, of excuse making within five minutes, really nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Joe Coy said, you know, I'd be lying if it, I said it didn't hurt it. I hit a little moment there and I was like, uh, this is a tough gig. I'm a stand-up comic, but this is this is not the same style. And he also talked about Taylor Swift's viral response to his joke about her and the NFL. He said it wasn't really a dig on her. It was more on the NFL. But, you know, Taylor kind didn't of didn't land that way. Yeah, sure. she didn't love that. And then um yeah, he said that Chris Rock had given him him some hosting tips. I think they approached Chris Rock to host oh. and some other comics. And he said, you know what? I just, I wanted to jump on it. I wanted to give it a try. Hey, listen, kudos to him for stepping up as short notice. And, and he did his best. But it's a, you're going to have everybody who maybe hasn't watched all your specials. So right. it's not like a home field advantage. Good point. Good just point. saying, uh, yeah, I like it or I don't. And you're right. That stand-up comedy timing is different than host timing. Some comics can do it better than others. Um, and yeah, maybe it didn't work out as well as you want. He'll be fine.
Hey friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com.